It's Tempo Waffle Time! It's Tiffle Waffle. Where Troy accidentally just moved the microphone and made lots of noise. What is it, Steve? It's Tiffle Waffle. What do we do here? We waffle. Oh. Okay. How about pancakes? No, it's waffle. Oh. So, today's my turn to waffle. Well, to initiate the waffling. Okay. Okay, so here's the situation. Talk about Belgium. <laughs> here's the situation. Uh... The school or institution where you work mm-hmm. calls you in for a meeting. Okay. Uh, wait, are we allowed to go into places now? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, it's actually on, li- it's on the phone. Okay, so <laughs> okay. We're, having a, we're having a meeting on the phone. <laughs> it's a weird time we live in. And they say to you, um, we're planning on opening up this new program. Uh-huh. Can you be... Agreeable to helping us to set it up. What does helping mean? Right. And um, also, can you find somebody who can do it for us? Wait, they want you to help or they want you to find someone to help? Right. Okay. So, this is a school that I work with who wants me to help a competitor. What? It's it's not really a competitor because it's in a different city, but it's not the school... So they want me to do this. Wait, which school is asking you? The competitor school is asking you to help? Well, the competitor school has asked the school to help, and the school has called me and said, can you help this competitor school? This is so convoluted. Isn't it? Sure, this isn't a, like, Quentin Tarantino plot or something. Right, and then there's a dead body in the boot, uh, which we've got to get past the yeah, police. That's Quint- <laughs> yeah. No, no, um, who's the other guy who does the weird movies? I don't know, I don't watch movies. Is okay. there a teacher in it? Probably not. Uh, anyway, I talk to dead people when I see dead people, whatever. The sixth sense. Yes. So my question is, if, if you're going to help a school set up a new program, a school that you don't know, yeah. you don't know who they are and what they're about, Yeah. Uh, what exactly does this mean and how do we help them? I don't know. I'm already bored. <laughs> <coughs> Look, the horrible thing is... is uh, my my default is I just say yes, whatever yes. it is. I just go, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Then that sounds fine. Well, that's exactly what I did. I said, yeah, sure. Um, and then after I put down the phone, I thought, wait, wait what? What? <laughs> 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 what, yeah. have, what have I agreed to? So the, the way I understand it is I've got to set up a curriculum and then I've got to find somebody to help them implement the curriculum. Okay, now this... this job uh, I've got to ask the obvious question um, and I've, I'm asking it because I always forget to ask this question until it's way it, too late it's too late yeah um, are they paying you no well I see that didn't come up but I, I would yeah. think not um, uh, let's assume not okay okay so you've got to set up a curriculum for this mysterious school mm-hmm. um, and it needs to be international Mm-hmm. And then you need to find somebody to do it. Okay, um, so the the somebody that you're supposed to find, I'm assuming that uh, from that point onwards, the school's going to call you and say, uh, Robert McFarland didn't dot the I. And you're going to go, um, talk to Robert. And, <laughs> and they'll say, no, you're the guy who found us the Robert. 
Well, one, one, one thing I could do is I could just send resumes. Ooh, nice. I like the, the what is it? It's the almost, handoff. It, it's almost a passive-aggressive handoff. Yeah, I mean, I could say, okay, well, I found Robert McFarlane and he wants this amount of money and there I've done it. Um, no, I think it's a much better idea to say, hey, you should talk to Robert McFarlane. Bye. Well, okay, the Robert McFarlane thing is one thing. Yep. The, the curriculum thing is a slightly different thing. Um, I think I think you've just solved your own problem, though. You find Robert McFarlane, or you find 17, you find Robert, Bobbert, Rob, Bob, Bobby, Robbo, Bert, Bertie, and... Berto. Yep. And you send all of those to the school and say, here you go, um, which is a passive-aggressive way of saying, uh... Do it yourself. I'm done. You're, you're out. Because, I mean, that's, that's quite impolite. But but then Robert or Bobby or whoever they yeah. choose is the one that's going to be doing the... Curriculum. Curriculum. Yeah. There you go. Now, if, if Bobby comes along and says, uh, I've never done a curriculum before, how do we do it? <sighs> okay, so... My, I'm, I'm so bored with this job. I've had so many of these jobs. Okay, so let's let's find out. How do you do it? So the school wants a curriculum. Okay. Okay, so the curriculum is English from grade 1 to 12, let's say. Okay, so um, you are you actually going to do this, at least in theory? Uh, okay. Theoretically, well, are we doing this? In, in theory, I'm, I'm contemplating it. Now, I know that there's something called backward design, um, which I'm familiar with, which, uh, which backward is? design is, is basically a lesson planning thing. You, you consider the outcome of your lesson and you work backward to f- to fill your lesson plan so that you achieve that outcome. Okay. Okay, you can do that with a curriculum as well. Sure. So you decide what you want at the end of grade 12 and then you work backwards. Well, yeah, what do I need at the end of 11 to get to there and then once you get to the end of grade 1, you go back to grade 12. And, and then, and then. Well, sorry, you go 12, 11 blah, 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 to 1 and then you start at the end of 1 and go, well, if I need that by the end of the year, what do I need in the, the final quarter? Da, 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 da. Yep. What? Huh? Do you... <laughs> I didn't follow that you at all. You start right at the end. Right. You work your way backwards to the beginning. Then once you get to, to the, the beginning, beginning, you start with the biggest beginning chunk, which would be grade one. Right. And you work backwards through grade one in chunks. And oh, oh, so you do you backward get... design 12 times, 13 times. No, you huh? do backwards... Design. I don't know. I can't. Okay, let's say there are four quarters in a year, so you oh, do backward oh. design twelve times, which gets you to the, to the end one. of one, right. and then you do it four times, which gets you to the end of the first quarter, and then let's say the first quarter is eight weeks long. Oh, I see. You do oh, it eight times. So hang on, you do backward design for the for the big picture, yeah, and then you do twelve backward designs for the first quarter, twelve backward designs for the second quarter, twelve. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. The end point yeah. for English. At the end of grade 12, the students will be able to... Wait, are we going for reality or are we going for the... If I was designing a curriculum, the students would be able to... Right, if I was designing a curriculum... If I was. And I don't, and I don't need to actually implement it because I'm going to hand it off to Bobby McFarlane. Yeah, okay. All right, so if I was designing a curriculum, if I was... All right, at the end of grade 12, the students should be able to do a bunch of different things. Uh, pick, pick a skill. Speaking. Speaking. All right, um, they should be able to 
Um, make a speech. Yeah, give a presentation. Right. Make a speech. Communicate with native speakers confidently. Justify an opinion. Understand cheers. Oh, all right. So you, you're going to break it into specific functions. I'm, I'm going to break it into two different groups. The soft skill pitcher, you know, like like communicate with a native speaker. Okay. Uh, and the hard skill thing, which is, well, if I want them to be able to give us to give a presentation, there are six types of presentations. Uh, they are compare and contrast, uh, explore a topic, give an opinion, defend a position, whatever. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll take... Well, those are the six things that are going to come yeah. in the curriculum yeah. for the last three years of school or something. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to be able to do all these six presentation styles. Yeah. They're going to so, be able to hold their own inner debate. Yeah. So oh. one of their classes then is going to have to be... Uh, public speaking class let's say okay so my problem is that when I think about this I think about they'll be fluent and then Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means Mm -hmm. Uh, because I mean what does it mean to be be fluent Um, but fluent okay let's we'll stick to speaking speaking Uh, what is fluency in speaking in the simplest terms it is the ability to communicate, uh, to, to transmit meaning. That's it. Confidently. No, just the ability. The ability to transmit meaning is fluency. Whether I do it well or not is a whole other issue. That's a question of accuracy. Uh, no, that's uh, um, accuracy certainly aids fluency. I know that accuracy and fluency are two separate things, but... Accuracy is a huge aid to fluency. I, I, I firmly believe that you can be perfectly accurate with zero fluency. But uh, the more accurate you are, the easier it is to be fluent. In this, in this conception of fluency, mm-hmm. you can be fluent speaking to a taxi driver about your job, but you can be disfluent in any other context because you've never had any exposure to it. Wait. So if I if I'm speaking Thai yeah. to the taxi driver and yeah. I know what questions are coming because it's always the same uh-huh. questions, I can field the questions, answer them, okay. have a basic conversation. Yeah. Is that fluency? Sure. Yes. In that very limited context. Yeah. That, so then well, that's an example of the students will be able to talk about uh, whatever, give personal information. Well, for my grades twelve students, I don't want limited fluency. I want widespread. Fluency in every context. Is that possible? Uh, I, yes and no. Um, my no is, no, it's not possible to teach every context. My yes is, if you're working towards big picture fluency, then uh, what, do you, what do you learn when you have to um, explain to somebody how to get somewhere is the same as explaining to somebody uh, how to how to find the old pizza that you accidentally left in their living room last week. I don't know why you did that, but whatever. <laughs> you're, you're still explaining a how-to. The vocabulary is going to be a bit different, and the grammar might be slightly different, but if we're talking big-picture fluency, if you can explain one how-to, you can probably explain another how-to. All right, okay. So you're, you're taking this curriculum for English, and you're dividing it into speaking, so these are the 20... Endpoints. Mm-hmm. Give a presentation. Communicate with a native speaker in. in a, talk about your personal life. Right. Uh, well, in in a informal. Yeah. Right. Okay. Order junk 
from a junk food purveyor. Right. Okay. Let's let's go on to science. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. This is getting interesting. All right. So the students are going to be able to, at the end of the course, do their grade twelve exam in physics. Okay. All right. So the reason in why English. yes, this is where it gets interesting, because now we we're moving beyond um, English as a subject and English as a language skill. Hi, pretty boy. Polly, want a cracker? <laughs> Polly wants a cracker. Okay. Um, we've moved from English the lang- English as a foreign language subject to uh, asking about whether we're talking about English as a, a means of transmission. So are we studying English or are we, are we studying science question here? Right. Now, you said the students will be able to pass their, their physics exam in English. In English. Okay, so then all of our English classes actually uh, are beside the point. They're, they're, they're vital, but they're not the point. The goal is that they can pass their physics exam. They need their English because the exam's going to be in English. Right. But they still got to study a... So then a the English... ...parsec or two of science. Right, so the, the English is supporting the, the study of science and yeah. geography and yeah. history. And yeah. However... Oh. Yes, I don't believe that passing the grade twelve, in exit exam mm-hmm. is an is a adequate endpoint for high school. If you're doing high school high school preparation, if you're doing a high school certificate course, you must be doing it in order to prepare you for something else. Be that university or college a, or starting a, my own business or in Yara. right. So. I don't want students to be able to make a presentation. I want students to be able to make a marketing pitch for a new product that they've designed because okay. that's what actually they'll be doing when they're... So in your your math class, you're not going to teach them uh, how to work out the circumference of Pythagoras's equatorial... No, they have to work out how much paint they need to, to paint the sphere, which okay. is what they've built and in the front which of is, it. Which is cheaper, the 355-gram packet of cashew nuts for, for the 470 baht. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay. okay. So that's mathematics. Mm-hmm. But, but is that what school does? Is that I what wish do? it was what school does. I think it's what school, in, in our perfect world that we're encapsulated in here, in our nice little bubble... Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so we want a functional curriculum that's preparing students for a tertiary education or a tertiary... No, for, for, I mean, it's uh, life skills. In which case, do we just throw out math, science, the traditional subjects, and do entrepreneurial skills? And um, No, because un- unfortunately, entrepreneurial skills... Which is very difficult to say, I wonder. Entrepreneurial... Yes. Am I saying that? I you, don't know. You've thrown me off now. I'm like, Did I say that right? <laughs> I don't know. Entre pignes. Right, those skills. Skills. Um, no, because that sounds to me like a second year wishy-washy university subject as opposed to... All right, well then university. let's change this. Does university prepare students for a real life of... of no. Or, or, wait, are we in our perfect world or are we talking about the real world? Well, I mean, what does school actually do? What, what am I, when I write a curriculum for grade 12, 
We're so far beyond the curriculum. No, I know, but you see, there's a philosophical dilemma here. Do I just go according to what I had in 1972 when I... No. Because I had maths and science, and they were subjects. They were taught by a teacher, and they were taught in English, and we studied the circumference of a ball and uh, Uh how much... We didn't do how much paint would be needed to, to paint the ball, but we did... We had to work out the area of the surface of the ball. I mean, I don't know why. No, no, no. I, I'd much prefer it if you were working out how much paint you need to paint the ball. And uh, through that, you work out how to work out what the area of the ball is. The area, the point of learning how to work out the, the, the complete area of a sphere of a given diameter with a circumference of... Whatever, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd much prefer that if there was a point to that. Well, there's no point to any education. Very often. No, no, no. Um, well, oh, yes. In, you're in right. Our, there, yeah. there isn't. But that's the point that I'm trying to... Right, that's the point out. you're making. Yeah. So, so if you were to design your... Now, you'd be, you've been given carte blanche to, to create a curriculum for a school that you're never going to have to run. You, you, you can oh, just... Look, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to ignore the fact that this school... Because I know that when it gets right down to it, whatever actually happens in this school is... It's got so many input factors. That okay, okay. No matter so, how you come into it, you don't have any control. Well, that's true. You don't know. Yes, there's too many stakeholders. Yeah. Including the parents. Um, uh, in, including the, the, the director's sister who uh, really wants the, the school to use uh, her headbands in the school for, for a school thing. And so the director tells the uh, the Principal? homeroom teacher of grade four to put on a play, and the homeroom teacher of grade four actually hasn't been the homeroom teacher of grade four for the last three years, but the, the director's forgotten about that or never knew it in the first place. So she tells the okay, course okay, coordinator. Okay. Yeah. okay, so here, here's an alternative vision. Okay, so my... my my question is, uh, how do I write this curriculum? One way is, I do the backward design thing. I think about what I want at the end. Yeah. I get into a philosophical knot because what is the point of schooling and why are we even doing this? But and but, but because you've got carte blanche, carte blanche. Yeah. Carte carte We're blanche. having problems with French words yes. today. <laughs> Uh, you know, you should really first uh, reconnoiter the situation. Uh, no, uh, because you've got. A free reign on what you want to do. Mm. Just do it from this pure, lofty, philosophical point of view because you don't have to get invested in the, oh, no, that's not what I meant. Ah, oh, why are you ruining my lofty ideal? You're going to head it well, off Well, anyway. you see, okay, so the, the, the flip side of that is because I know it's going to get spoiled by the director yeah, and his yeah. sister-in-law and all of these people yeah. and the teachers who are going to go in and can't see the big picture yeah, and so and don't understand why they're doing and the fact that the the school the the cleaner needs the students out of the room 40 minutes early on a friday afternoon and one out of six classes are on a friday afternoon and so that one gets taught completely different and 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 okay so the alternative is to just buy a full set of course books from grade uh-huh. 1 to 12 for math science english Biology, um, geometry, religious studies, and then say, "Here's your curriculum," because that's the first. These are the yeah. content pages of this full set. Uh, it takes me fifteen minutes to do that. Yeah. It costs me three hundred dollars because I have to buy the books, um, and then 
And there's no lofty ideas then, because uh, all I'm doing is a lot of time. Uh, it's it's actually for the from the stakeholders' point of view, it's much more transparent. It's very just, you know, do this, then that, then this. End of discussion. Right, and well, yes, and from the parents' perspective, well, the parents don't have to know about. Well, they don't have to worry goal. because there's a book, yeah, and the book is obviously from Cambridge. And yeah, and the they can look at the their kid's book and go, oh, they didn't do page nineteen, or why am I, you know, right, right. and the teachers don't have to understand the big picture. Um, they have to know that we're my, page nineteen. In my experience with curricula, I've in all the schools I've worked at, and and I can say this with with yeah, every single school I haven't seen the curriculum. No. I don't know the basis of why of why no. it was designed. No. I don't know where it's leading to. Uh, all I know is that I've got to teach page nineteen on the on in week three. Um, so, and if you don't see the big picture, sometimes it's hard to understand why you're doing the things that you're doing. And maybe that's why all my education was so pointless because the teachers yeah. didn't know why they were teaching the circumference of a circle. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, I have no argument here. Yes. Okay. Let's let's take... Uh, oh, I, I've got one. Okay, a nice concrete example. So uh, a few years ago, uh, uh, a course that I teach on uh, had a new course coordinator come in, and this person was really proactive. I mean, they, 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 were, they, they were... Just imagine your dream head teacher... Okay. This is the woman who takes over this course. And she is a teacher. She's not an administrator. She is a teacher. She's the administrator of this course. She's the director of this course, whatever. But she's an educator, and she's educated. And from the whole educational philosophy point of view, um, you know, we, she and I are quite similar. Okay, so it's our perfect world scenario. But... No, no, no. There's no but. Wait, 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 keep building how great this is okay um she in the process of coordinating this course decides to do a almost a ground up rewrite of it and she looks at the endpoints and looks at well the students have been studying writing on this course for the last 19 years that it's been running and what still... is the point of the, the the writing courses wait these students have to do a, a one of two different exams at the end so let's look at the exams okay we've got the IELTS and ADFELPS don't worry just exams Um, and there's a writing component on on it okay well let's look at what those writing components are what those writing components are okay let's look at what books are available that cover those kind of components now let's go a step further let's look at all the teachers that we have on staff and decide which teacher we want to focus on this specific content so i mean she's done everything right she's approached it from this big picture level and i'm waiting i'm waiting for the button at the end of all of that i ended up the teacher for this writing course now obviously it's academic writing because it's it's test prep but the point of the test that they're doing is mainly for university study, you know, they're Thai adults who are going to go and get, they get a scholarship and they go and study in, in New Zealand, whatever. And so I've got to teach the course. Big picture-wise, I'm completely on board with 
with all of this. Okay. Completely. And I wrote an overview of the, the course, and then I broke that down into my 15 components. I had 60 hours, 15 four-hour blocks to do this within. But, of course, the fact of the matter is, and here's my but, uh, lessons one to five pretty much went according to plan. But by the that fifth lesson, it's starting to fragment. You know, the I'm realizing that these students need to work on this, and these students are falling behind, and we actually haven't finished that topic properly. And actually, if I'm going to cover the book content, then that's actually taking away from the the big picture content, which is, you know, I, I've got to do exam prep. So we have the problem that the center doesn't hold. We we we've got a big picture, but it doesn't it doesn't. Yeah, when you get your your feet right in there, it it doesn't quite. And the book does. The book holds. The book holds to the book, but that book doesn't necessarily fit the big picture. And no, but does it does it fit the students' needs? Mm, no. Yeah. Does it fit the exam preparation? Yeah, but none of them actually perfectly fit. Okay, so we've got a couple of we've got a couple of opposing forces here. We've got the big picture, which only two or three people know about. Yeah, we've got the book, which has been designed by some guy on the sixteenth floor in London, yeah. and who doesn't know your students. Yeah, you've got the students who've yeah. got a whole disparate set of needs, yeah. which don't fit the big picture or the final exam necessarily. Yeah, and then you've got your goals, which are an interpretation of the big picture. Filtered through an interpretation of the book, filtered through an interpretation of my lesson plans, filtered through an interpretation of, wait, uh, we're not going to have this class next week because it's a public holiday. Plus... So I must make sure I finish this topic because they're not going to remember by the time we get back to it. All right. Plus your sensitivity to the student's needs. Yeah. So the only person really who who can straddle the divide between what the students need, what the students need to have by the end, what the students have supposed to have by the end what the end is what is this the supposed to have covered in the book so far right is the teacher i mean the yeah. teacher is the only person so the curriculum is meaningless no it, it's certainly not meaningless uh you know sorry yeah hang on i'm normally the wait wait you're normally wait i want to can i rewind can, can i rewind mm. yes <laughs> great troy's back in character no i'm saying yes it's completely meaningless i'm just saying that I'm also saying that in this this particular scenario, I really didn't want it to be. And I was really completely on board with it. But if I'm being perfectly honest, you know, when I walked into the classroom on the seventh lesson, I'd forgotten about the big picture because I was focused on what is today's task? Today we're learning... Well, that's right. So there's a, there's a mismatch between the big picture and the small picture, right? Yeah, although you're speaking over there to a pile of paper, so no one can actually hear what you're well, saying. I'm I'm getting information about our 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 sponsor our sponsor for the day. Um, I I should say that I've taught that class that course now for the last I'm going to say four or five years. 
give or take. I have no actual memory. No, but, but that actually might be working against you because if you've got a thing that you do with the class and then no, now they've changed each, the curriculum. Each year that I've taught it, first of all, that coordinate is gone uh, and no, no one else, no one else has paid attention to it since then. So it's up to me to, to play with my big picture. But you've still got a rhythm that you go through with that course. Uh, for the first two years I did and after that I've started reimagining it each year um, which I don't do with all my courses. A lot of courses I just go, yeah, I know how to do this. And I walk and I do it. But I, I've been redoing it each year. And this year, I'm, I'm redoing it again. You know, I, I, went, I went to the extreme of, I'm going to hardly ever teach and rather do almost all writing practice. And their writing is what I'm going to use to teach them, which is an insane amount of work because you're teaching students basically one-on-one. And you've got ten one-to-one students in the room at the same time. Uh, and you know I've gone all over the the show with this course, and I gotta say that a big reason why is because this woman was there in the beginning, and went to the the trouble of I mean, she literally once she said yeah I'd like you to take the course can we meet up sometime next week and uh, you know this was three months before the course was even opening right so you have you have the fact then that the the academic director invested me in the big picture so and then that gives you power to but that still leaves the curriculum high and dry no it, it's still there because it was very much a, a a negotiated i wouldn't say negotiated but she was definitely asking for practical input you know can you do this will uh does this schedule work all right so back to my problem then that that means that I've got to get Bob McFarland into the picture and negotiate. No, no sorry, because uh, we're we're talking in our our nice little pie in the sky theoretical bubble here. The reality is, Bob, There's, the school, the director, the cleaner, uh, the student who is the cousin of the guy, and then the curriculum which stands off on the side, looking yeah. lonely and it, confused. It, yeah. So actually, I could write anything I like. Uh, yeah, completely. Okay. Wait, on that note. Yes. So I once worked in a school where we had to submit lots of lesson plans, and the lesson plans are just, uh, you know, a, a record of what's being covered in class, and it's all very important. Uh-huh. And one of them, the teachers in the team submitted a lesson plan about um, uh, the the teacher will be able to adequately defenestrate learners by the end of the lesson. Okay. And wrote a whole lesson plan about um, how to throw students out a window. Okay. And, and that just went in the file. And it's still there. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as at the end of the day, no. So it's a time for a word from our sponsor. Okay. And our sponsor today is anti-inflammatory tablets, actually. Oh, I thought it was antihistamines. No, these are anti-inflammatories. Um, the one that I've got is actually very good, and I can re- recommend it. It's Jack Prolox. When you're writing your curriculum and your brain starts inflaming... From oh, I thought it was for your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> you can use it for your wrist, too. I recommend Jack, Jack Prolox. I recommend... Loxaprofen sodium. Right. I, I don't recommend it at all whatsoever. Nothing with sodium in it is good for you. It's bad for your... It's salty. There you go. Right. Yeah, it'll corrode your, the bearings on your left Mot- ventricle. Your motorcycle. Yeah. 
Jeffrey Wolfer is proudly brought to you by the Nanstor Wolfler, Try and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or query, you can email jeffreywolfer at gmail.com or visit www.jeffreywolfer.com.